Welcome to Brain Pain, where we explore the vast world of psychology. I want to thank you for being here, and I'm John, your host. I need to remind you that I am not a psychologist, I'm not a therapist, nor am I a counselor. We're just here to discuss ideas and theories and things that involve psychology. None of this is meant to be treatment or a recommendation of therapy. So today's topic, let's get into it. It is elder abuse. I've read some studies on elder abuse in the last week, and there were some very disturbing things that I found. First of all, we don't have a standard description of elder abuse. Now, some of that isn't a problem because we do have a a description of what physical abuse is, and so if an elder is physically abused, that's still abuse. But some of the things we see that are, I can't say absolutely unique, but seem somewhat unique to elders, do not have a nationally accepted nor internationally accepted description. This makes it a little bit more difficult to negotiate the treatments if you don't have a clear standard. So whether it's a therapy, whether it's an intervention, regardless of what it is, it's hard to have a standard when you don't have a standard description of the problem. But we, we know what some of this is. We, we, know that, we know enough about it to have some very general descriptions and to tell you what the most common forms of abuse are. It's important to note, however, that most or all of the forms of elder abuse are based on isolation. The fact that the elder is isolated is key in being able to do any of the other specific forms of abuse. Are there cases where an elder can be abused, abused and that's not isolated? Absolutely. Absolutely. But most of the abuse you see is based on the elder being isolated by the abuser. So the number one form of elder abuse is financial abuse. This most commonly takes place when a daughter moves in with a parent. So an adult daughter moves in with a parent and takes over their finances and uses those finances for themselves instead of for the elder. This is beyond reprehensible. But to do that, they have to isolate the elder, typically, so that no one really catches on. If other siblings catch on, if friends of the uh, elderly individual catch on, then it's harder to maintain that abuse. Which is true of all of these. That's, again, why isolation is so important. So the second most common in the reports that I've read are neglect and isolation. So neglect and isolation themselves are a form of abuse, which would mean that if you're isolated and financially abused, there's multiple abuses going on. So isolation... Well, that's a tough one to, to really work with to resolve because we know a lot of people are isolated who aren't elders. Well, I say we. I know I do. And I, I'd be willing to bet that a lot of people 
are aware of quite a few people who are isolated. I won't say by choice, but I will say by their own uh, action or lack of action. They communicate only electronically. They don't go out. They kind of become hermits. All of their interactions are online, or a vast majority of them. And if they could, they'd work at home and never leave the house. Uh, This is becoming more and more common in general. Um, When you have an elderly person who, especially if they're not someone who understands uh, technology and social media, they become even more isolated. I know that my grandfather, when he was growing older, and he stayed with my parents, he wanted solitude quite often. That's not the same as isolation, but it can sometimes look the same. And that's why it's a little bit difficult with some of this, because if if the older person wants to just be away from the noise and the activity, they may want to be around people with the same interests, and that may not be possible at that time, so they would choose instead to be sol- you know, in solitude. Making sure they have an opportunity to be social and interact socially is what we're discussing here. Do they have that opportunity? Do they have the opportunity to see someone outside of that caretaker? Neglect, on the other hand, includes not getting enough or quality food, not getting personal items, not having adequate hygiene, all the same things that you would think of when you think of neglect for a child. Not to indicate that the elders are like children, but they have a lot of the same needs. And if those aren't being met, then that is a form of abuse. Now the third most common, which shocked me, is physical abuse. Literally hitting, kicking, those type of things. An elderly individual. I'm not sure They didn't go into, in the studies I read, they didn't go into the whys of the physical abuse. They just mentioned that it was the third most common form of abuse for an elder. If we think about the reasons that elder abuse is on the rise, one of those ties into the new family dynamics. And what do I mean by the new family dynamics? Well, first of all, there are more and more people living longer or long enough that they need someone else to care for them for an extended period of time. Uh, There are many families who wait to have children, and so they may be taking care of elderly parents at the same time that they're taking care of young children. And the amount of self-care needed to be able to serve both young children and the elderly may not be maintainable or may not be achievable. Therefore, there's a lot of uh, frustration and a real need for help when it comes to taking care of elderly and young children. Again, there's more isolation of the individual, so then when they have to take care of that aging parent, or they feel they need to, there is definitely a disconnect as to what that really means, what kind of self-care there is needed, and For a lot of people who are abusive of their elderly relatives, it's a matter of being, well, selfish, maybe narcissistic. 
They look at having to take care of someone else who is a family member as a huge burden. Make no mistake, having to take care of a family member requires a lot of work, both for them and for yourself. Let's just realize and be honest and say, hey, taking care of an elderly relative is not easy. It requires a lot of self-care on the part of the caretaker. And a lot of people don't know that and they're not trained for this and they're not prepared for it. And those are probably the biggest reasons that we end up with elder abuse. With the exception of financial abuse, I would argue. But I tend to believe that people who are financially abusing elders have a lot of other negative or bad things going on. Personal opinion, that's totally anecdotal, but it just seems to me that when you hear the stories of that are documented of financial abuse, there's a whole lot of other thing. There's a whole lot going on that isn't just about the financial abuse. One of the other issues that we have with elder abuse is underreporting. It's quite often the case that even if the elder who is being abused is not isolated, they don't want to report it. Partially because they're embarrassed. Uh, They also often feel like they're a burden, so it kind of is their fault, if that makes any kind of sense. And they also fear that it'll either get worse or they'll live someplace worse if they're removed from where they're at. And, And in some cases, it's a matter of being removed from their home that they're afraid of. If they're being abused within their own home, they had planned on living in the rest of their life, they don't want to lose the ability to live there. And that totally makes sense if they think, or if they've been convinced that that's an actual possibility. But now we say, okay, well, what do we do about it? What do we do about elder abuse? Like so many things, the first step is education and letting people know what elder abuse is and what it looks like. Now, we've already said we don't have a clear definition, so how do we educate people? Well, I may not have a 100% answer on that one. But I think that if we see someone we suspect is being isolated, that's a big, big red flag. And I think if you see someone is losing a lot of weight, Dramatically, yeah, it, it really it could just be that they have a health situation that they're dealing with, but you want to make sure that they're getting enough food. You might, you might check into it as much as you can. But the single biggest factor is that isolation. They, they feel isolated. It's not going to get reported. The greatest effort needs to be to make sure that the elderly you know are not isolated. Make sure they have uh, some kind of social interaction. There's a book called The Blue Zone, which talks about people that live the longest and live the best lives kind of thing. It's been shown over and over that people who are connected socially have a better quality and a longer life. Those are two things that result from an active social life. In other words, being needed, having a purpose to get up in the morning, which totally makes sense. It's also why, it's just like you hear about the people who retire and then die six months later. Why? Because they they have no reason to be alive in their own mind. Again, maybe a little anecdotal, but it happens often enough that we can track those trends. There's, um, matter of fact, 
I'll have to go back and read the, reread the study because I don't remember what the numbers were. But there was a, a study I read that showed people getting out of the military who retired from the military. Uh, I want to say six months, but there was a huge number of people who died within the first year and a half or something like that because they no longer had that purpose, was the theory. I guess the conclusion is that we need to be aware of the older people in our lives and make sure that they're not being abused. I mean, there's requirements for some states for, for reporting. Texas actually has Elder Protection Agency, which is part of the Children, Protect, Children Protection Agency as well, because they serve a lot of the same functions. Uh, they have a lot of, they need a lot of the same resources. However, uh, not all states have something dedicated to protect elders. And until more and more people are aware of it, and it becomes more common, because let's face it, hopefully all of us will be elders someday. We hope. We hope we'll live a nice, long, happy life. And we don't want to be abused when we get to that age. So we should really look out for those who are already there. At least that's my take on it. All right. Well, this is a little bit of a shorter podcast today, but I think I've covered that as much as I can because there's just too much that still isn't. There's just not enough research on this to really go any further in depth from it. So what I'm going to say is take care of each other, take care of yourself, and rock on.